All right. Well, as usual, every second week here on Take the Two, we have Tim Williams from SC Playbook, who at the moment is flying when it comes to Super Coach. Certainly, in was fifty second place, wasn't it, Tim? And welcome once again. Cheers, boys. Yeah, into 59th. So it's been a good start right. to the year. We're sort of getting towards the middle of the year. So hopefully I can hold on a little bit, but uh, my hopes aren't too high. Things can change pretty quick, as we know. It's very true. Thought we'll kick it off with uh, with Bradman Best, Tim. Now, obviously, we know he had, the, you know, those first two, three weeks he was flying. I guess, you know, the last three to four weeks probably haven't been as great. Is that just down to... I guess, a lack of ball and obviously O'Brien's directive to have Ponga roam rather than sort of focus on that left edge and is best a guy that people need to sell now or or can they milk any more money out of him? Look, it's a really good question. And to be honest, I'm on the fence a little bit. He, It's absolutely a direct result of Caelan Ponga favouring the right edge. I mean, I think we've spoken about it a couple of times already, definitely last podcast. And I, I don't know why they're doing that. I think they're definitely defence orientated at the moment. They're focusing on that, you know, the whole defence wins premierships motto. Um, but Best is just suffering big time. He's not getting any ball in attacking opportunities. So he's still got a base of 40, which is like, it'd be the top two or three in Supercoach for a centre wing, which is unbelievable. So I'm tempted to hold, but I mean, if KP stays on that right edge, I mean, I'm just not sure where the attack comes from. And Mitchie Pierce sort of tends to favour that right edge, oh, right, right edge a little bit as well. Um, it, it, it is tough. So I'm I'm probably going to hold just because of his base, but look, he's got a break even of 82, so it does look like he'll start losing money. You know, this, the, the, the Knights have the Eels and Rabbitohs over the next two weeks. Um, it, it's tough. Yeah, certainly. Look, hasn't looked, I guess, hasn't looked good for him with no sort of, no base stats. You know, we've obviously seen him as a guy that can just produce base stats at will. Is it the same for guys like, I mean, obviously we know Eli Katoa is currently out at the moment and, you know, seemingly a couple of weeks away. Even Tanoa Brown as well at the Warriors. Are these the sort of guys that you need to start getting out now while while they're sort of still making money, Tim? Tanoa Brown, definitely. He, um, he's got a break even of 56, so he's he's made a heap of money. He's made about 200K, but he, he's going to start leaking cash. I think he might have already leaked a little bit already. Um so he'd be one I'd be moving on, and, and there's heaps of options in the front row at the moment. You know, there's there's no standouts outside, outside of Payne House, but guys like David Clammer, Clammer, you know, Daniel Saifidi, Mo Fodawaker, um, lots of good buyers there. Elias Katoa is a funny one. I mean, he's a guy you probably should have gotten rid of two or three weeks ago when he got injured. If you've still got him now, you know, you could you could argue maybe he's a hold, but I mean, I think he's an upgrade as well. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I guess, look, Katoa, when he wasn't injured, and, and Tanoa Brown, you know, they've looked pretty good for for the Warriors. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, comes a point where you've got to sell those cheapies. Are, you know, is, is there only one player that you sort of have your eye on, Tim, that you think can make an impact to people's sides? Obviously, as Tom touched on, we know you had you had Daniel Tupo in your sides. So obviously, with, uh, with his syndesmosis injury, he's out for at least six weeks. Does that bring, does that make Ryan Hall, for example, a, a good buy for the next six weeks? I think it does. I, I, I quite like Hall as a supercoach player. He has a, quite a good base. He runs a lot. Um, you know, Tupu's out for a long period, so he's got a good crack there. I'm not sure if he if he's going to play on the left or right wing. There's a bit of talk that um, Beamos will go over on the left outside Josh Morris, which uh, the Roosters do tend to favour and attack, particularly with Cleary favouring that left edge. Um, but I, yeah, I think Ryan Hall's a really good one. To be honest, I'm looking hard at all Roosters players. There aren't many in there who are 
who are high own, uh, yeah, high ownership players. So, I mean, Angus Crichton will be pretty popular this week, but he's not owned by a lot. Um, with the draw that the Roosters have coming up, it's probably the best Supercoach draw over the next five weeks. Um, I'm looking at them. You know, guys like Luke Keary, Kyle Flanagan's going to be kicking goals over this period. So I can see the Roosters putting on three or four scores of sort of 40-plus, um, and they can all go massive in that period. Anything Supercoach-wise you want to talk about, Tom? Yeah, it's good. It's, you know, been a, a tough couple of weeks now, but I'm interested, Tim, what do you think about Bo for more at the Titans? Obviously, to me, he appears as a little bit of a trap, but, you know, being traded in by something like 10,000 super coaches this week, do you see him as a trap or do you think he's potentially a, a bit of a cash-generating option um, as a downgrade? Look, he's definitely a cash-generating option, but I just don't see why people are doing it this week. We know how volatile that Titans squad is at the moment. There's just... Anything that the squad changes every week, whether it be through injury or form or whatever's going on, and I mean, we've seen. I think he's been named at centre this week as well. Um, Kevin Proctor's got to come back into that team in the second row. There's a couple of other guys who are out injured, um, so I just I think he'd be a, a tremendous buy next week at the price, and he makes him could make a lot of money. But I just don't see why you'd go a week early, in, unless the only way I could see that you'd need to do it is if freeing up cash to him allows you to get James Tedesco. Yeah, yeah, very true. Do you think that it's now starting to get to the point where it's a little bit too late for people to keep bringing in uh, playing cheapies over enough? Look, it all depends on how your side is set up. If you've got a heap of cash generation going on on your bench, then definitely you can look at nuffs. Um, if you're a side who's had a lot of injuries and you have a lot of non-players in your reserves, I know we've got a lot of trades to work with this season and we're not really going to, going to run out, but... You know, you're seeing teams struggle to field 17 quality players at the moment already. So I, I don't think you want to be risking that too much. So I wouldn't be looking at – I don't think you'd want to be having any more than two nuffs in your team at the moment. I still think it is important to make that cash. But, yeah, de- definitely time to start looking. What about the – obviously the Dragons this week, Tim. They obviously they've named Benny Hunt to start a hooker and Cam McInnes at lock. Now, obviously, we know that – obviously, McInnes had a better week super coach wise last week compared to the week before – is McInnes, presuming he plays the 80 minutes, is he a guy that people should look look to be getting into their side? Absolutely he is, yeah. Cameron McInnes, I got him in uh, one or two weeks ago now, and uh, he's right up there with the elite second rows, just with his work rate there. I like the move to lock for him because, I mean, A, it means he's going to be running the ball more. B, he's going to lose. He won't lose as much um, energy on the field chasing ruck after ruck to get to dummy half to, to play and direct the play. The only worry about it is that the Dragons have named four forwards on the bench with Merrin, Kerr, Fui Mayono, and Jackson Ford. So there's a small chance that he does get a, a bit of a spell at some stage due to his high work rate. I don't think it'll happen, but it is something to be aware of. Yeah, I mean, certainly his, his output has been fantastic. I mean, just on just continuing the vein of hookers as well, Tom, obviously, you know, Harry Grant's been firing. Abby South had probably had his best week in quite some time. Do people still need to be aiming for the likes of Damian Cook or Cameron Smith or uh, Coruscant and Grant keepers until the end? I think it's an interesting one. Obviously, Coruscant got that, that nice little junk time. Oh, I guess it was still pretty close, but late, late uh, try assist last week to boost him up to 81. But, I mean, Harry Grant's now starting to look like the premier option. I, I'm sort of leaning towards Harry Grant being the number one and then number two, Coruscant Smith is a bit of a toss-up. Um, what are your thoughts, Tim? 
it's it's a really interesting position this year, and I didn't think it was going to be. I thought at the start of the year it'd be, you know, you'd be trying to get Cook and Smith as quick as you could. Um, we sort of thought Harry Grant would be uh, available at some point playing NRL, and he sort of exceeded all our expectations in terms of super coach. Um, look, I traded up a few weeks ago reluctantly to Harry Grant before that major price rise. But if you've got Appy in your team, there's no reason to trade. If you've got Grant in your team, there's no reason to trade. Um, they're arguably out, well, they're definitely outperforming Damian Cook at the moment. And Cam Smith, you know, I mean, you could argue he's probably the number one hooker, but he looks like he's playing in the halves a little bit now while Cam Munster's out, who's only a week or two away anyway. But Cam Smith, I think he made 22 tackles last week, which would be the lowest just about of his entire career when he was playing halfback. So. I mean, unless there's injuries, it's it's a very sideways trade to trade between these guys. So it's, yeah, I, I, it is it is a tough one. It's an interesting one as well. Do you still own Blake Braley, Tim? I do still own Blake Braley. And I hadn't played him since about round two or something. Um, and he was pretty underwhelming as a Supercoach player, averaging like late 30s to early 40s. Uh, played him two weeks ago and he got 80-odd for me and looked really good. And then I played him on the weekend as well. Weekend was my choice. The week before was just because of injuries. And the, um, he he got mid-80s on the weekend. He updated to 122 at one stage over the weekend, which dropped back down pretty quickly. I don't know where those unicorn points came from. But, um, but now we're looking at Blake, Blaley, Blake Braley, who's going to be over 500K with a bit of luck in a couple of weeks and can go straight to any of those guys we spoke about. Had the unicorn points. James Tedesco has certainly enjoyed some of those this past week, didn't he? Mate, I had the C on him. How good was that? <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I guess just to wrap it up, Tim, is there any sort of any one player we probably haven't mentioned here that you reckon is worth keeping an eye on over the next couple of weeks? Uh, it's a tough one, mate. There's there's a lot of good options out there, and, and we spoke a little bit about it off air that, you know, it, it's hard finding the pods at the moment um, because – and when we expected it to happen with the no-origin period and the no-buy planning and that sort of thing, teams have taken shape a lot quicker, um, even though there has been the injuries. So, mate, I, I really – I don't probably don't have too many off the top of my head. I mean, the, the Parramatta guys like Gutho and Sevo, they're really popular picks this week. Um, but I'm just – I think I'll be honing in on those Roosters plays with that draw – um, even like, I mean, Josh Morris has gone massive two of the last three weeks. And um, yeah, I, I think I'll be, I'll be cashing in there. Yeah, I guess certainly we've just got to keep an eye out on how they'll go. And you never know, maybe a pot or two appears. But appreciate your time as always, Tim. And we'll catch you in a fortnight. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me.